Kinks and Beats Daily. I am your host, Tony Fry. This is a weird episode because to this point, this is episode 62. Happy Monday if you're listening in real time. And to this point, all these episodes are recorded way in advance. Sometimes a few days, sometimes a couple weeks. This one, though, is the closest to being recorded in real time that we've ever done. It is uh, two in the morning here, local time, Monday. And uh, it's a series of events that have made me record at this point today. Um, But it feels weird. I'm talking very softly because I do live in an apartment complex. I don't want to get too animated and and wake up the neighbors. And obviously there won't be any guitar playing um, today. But I also feel like this is like a late night radio program, you know, and you're listening to Kinks and Beats Daily. We'll have traffic and weather on the nines. You know, it's a, it's a weird. So the people, the first people that download this, who I imagine will be some of my European listeners or East Coast of the United States, um, you're hearing this almost in real time. So that's something. I, I mean, it's not really, but... But that that explains if you're if you're sensing a different tone, um, on today's episode. That's why I want to start with a little housekeeping. We had a couple more reviews come in on uh, iTunes over the weekend, and like I said, I'm going to um, I'm going to treat these reviews as if they were listener mail that you emailed to me, and we'll go through them. Um, this one comes from Nick A, uh, a committed kinkophile with all K's. We talked about that. I wonder if they regretted that. Uh, He says he genuinely loves this podcast. Terrific to hear the songwriter musician's perspective on Kinks and Beatles songs that I love and to be introduced to the occasional song I don't know yet, mainly from among the post Beatles solo releases. Um, And then he says some nice things about me. Says he actually found that um, I like the fact that the original recordings aren't part of the pod. And it's great to hear Tony playing and explaining phrases he's highlighting. Um, highly recommended. Thank you for that, Nick A. Uh, I appreciate the kind words. And I'm glad that you um, like that we don't use the actual music here because I can't afford the rights in the in the first place. And there was an, actually a, a phenomenal Beatles podcast um, five years ago, maybe, that was like the Beatles anthology documentary on steroids. It was, God, 20, 25 hours long and had all this interview material and live recordings and studio recordings and all that stuff. And it was just an incredible um, piece of work. And you can find it online, but you can't find it as a podcast anywhere because Apple took it down. But So they do listen to these things, and that's why I'm so reluctant to use any original material but um if you can track that one down it's i think it's called the beatles anthology revisited and i swear to you apple records could not have put out a better audio documentary it it was fantastic and then we got one from um be all saint here in the united states uh king's podcast has been long overdue thanks to tony for filling the void with this fun and educational 15 minutes a day as a Kinks fan for 40 plus years, spending time focused on one song every day has helped me reappreciate each one anew. Anew. You don't hear that very often in iTunes reviews. Uh, more than just a Kinks fan, Tony is a musician and a music teacher, so I'm grateful for his perspective. Blah, blah, blah. Um, 
it's one of the better things out there. And then he capitalized better things because as we all know, that's a song title. And incidentally, the most downloaded episode of this podcast with all the hits we've covered so far, better things is the most downloaded episode um, as of today. It would be 10 stars if it were all kinks, but I guess some people like the other band he covers for whatever reason. Okay, Be All Saint via Apple Podcasts. Um, first off, you can't give 10 stars, so I will take your five stars happily, and uh, that's that. But um, also, ease up on the Beatles. They were, they were okay, all right? This is about enjoying everything in life, except the Who. I'm not a big Who fan. All right, so that's that. If you could leave me a, a rating and review on iTunes, I would appreciate that a great deal. And also, you can call me, 925-494-1739, or you can leave me an email, kinksandbeats at herohabit.com. And if you go to Hero Habit now, I have made a page that has all of the albums that were that were released by the bands and the solo artists and then all the track listings for those albums. And then when I, when I record an episode, uh, a link to that show will be there. So as we're getting deeper, if you're joining me today for the first time and you want to see if I've covered a song already, you can go to that page and not only see if it's been covered, but go directly to that episode. So that's up there now. And there is a kinks and beats daily uh, group on our, community that started and i'd love to have you guys join me there um i mean the reddit subreddit for the kinks is pretty much dead and um sometimes the beatles facebook groups can get a little bit too busy so start over there well let's start our own little thing enough about that today we're talking about for no one which was released august 5th 1966 on the beatles revolver album one of paul's finest moments i think um if not specifically for the 60s, possibly his entire career. And this is a, a Baroque pop song. Okay, he's using a clavichord, uh, a French horn solo. The melody is very Baroque in its um, construction. The chord progression is, is very classically centered. And this is something that um, the Beatles would dabble in. They have moments of Baroque pop. The Kinks would dabble in it more. Uh, bands like Queen would dabble in it even more. And bands like Fun, you know, a, current, a contemporary band, make their whole career off of it. So it's something that has sustained for as long as there's been popular music, this style has been a thing. Uh, the, it was a mostly recorded May 9th, 1966 in a 11-hour uh, uh, session that just had Ringo and Paul. They did 10 takes on a rhythm track with Paul on piano and Ringo on drums um, for the first nine. And then take 10, uh, Paul overdubbed the clavichord and Ringo added some percussion cymbals and maracas and stuff. I'm not sure when the bass was overdubbed onto it, but I would imagine it was probably on this same session. Um, and then May 16th, so a week later, uh there was another 11-hour session. This one had all the Beatles, but um, for part of that 11-hour session, Paul overdubbed his vocals onto this track. And incidentally, out of this session also came the 1, 2, 3, 4 intro to Taxman. So that was not part of the actual recording. It was flown in from 
another session completely. And then three days after that, on May 19th, a guy named Alan Seville comes in to perform the French horn solo. And as he tells the story, um, his French horn part was essentially orchestrated by him over the course of several improvised takes. He said, you know, as he was telling it years later, that he was asked by Paul, can you just play something over this this instrumental break? And he would play something, and then they would do another take and just wipe off what he just played. And when I'm recording uh, my own music, that's typically how I do the guitar solos, is I will improvise a solo. And then from that, you know, sometimes it'll be almost the solo you want to use. But from that, you know, you take your you, the stuff you like from it and you record another solo and you kind of build on it and um, you'll start picking out themes and stuff like that that you want to incorporate. And then sometimes it takes two takes, three takes, four takes. Sometimes it takes 15 takes. But by the end, you've got a, a solo that sounds coherent and intentional. It doesn't sound like an improvised solo. But because it, uh, it basically is, you still have that energy and the and the um, the the vibe of you know like a live recording. So that's basically what he did here. It's a very strange thing to think that George Martin didn't orchestrate this um, French horn solo. And then, incidentally. Um, that was the same day during that same session. Remember I said it was a long session, but, uh, uh, during that same session, the band records the promo films for paperback writer and rain. So that's kind of cool. A lot going on in these days. This is May. This is we're mid May. This album comes out in August, early August. The song was mixed on June 6th and June 21st. So we've got June 21st is when they're mixing this um, song and the album comes out August 5th. So this was like, they're recording breakneck speeds at this point and doing a ton, a ton of work. Um, it's in the key of B major, sort of. The tape speed was was altered. So it kind of floats in between keys. Um, and it's actually pretty simple structure it's uh it's anchored on this descending bass line in the key of b and you hear it in the left hand of the clavichord and piano the clavichord incidentally is like a renaissance period um piece uh, instrument it's it's a piano style instrument um you can pull up the wikipedia page and and see more about it but it's uh, uh strings plucked with metal um plectrums um, and so it starts on a one chord, which in this case is B cause that's the key rune. Then he just goes to a five chord, but he does the five chord in first inversion. So instead of putting, um, uh, it's an F sharp chord. So instead of playing an F sharp, A sharp, C sharp in order, right from one, three, five to put it in first inversion means that the middle note is the lowest note in the chord. Okay, so when the root is the lowest note, that's called root position. And then if you take that root, so that's F sharp, A sharp, C sharp. 
if you take that F sharp and put it on the top, and now you've got A sharp, C sharp, F sharp, that's called first inversion because the, the middle note is the lowest note. And if you take that one and throw it on top, now you've got C sharp, F sharp, A sharp. That's called second inversion because the last note, the, the, the fifth, is in the bass. Okay? Um, and what that does is by doing the five chord and first inversion, it puts the A sharp in the bass. So now we've got B to A sharp. The next chord is a six chord, G sharp minor. So now with the G sharp in the bass, so now your bass has gone B, A sharp, G sharp. And then we are back to a five chord. I'm sorry, a one chord, but in second inversion. Okay, so, and this is kind of doesn't feel like a one chord because it's in second inversion because the strongest note you're hearing is actually the weakest note of the chord. So the bass now has gone B, A sharp, G sharp, F sharp. So that's uh, diatonic descending. Then it goes to an E chord, uh, which is your four. And then an A major chord, which is four of four, because in the key of B, A should be sharped. Um, and a diminished chord. So making it a 4-4, four, four, this is a great hook. Um, and it's the uh, kindness linger on when she no longer needs you is uh, actually the 7. So he's he's actually, he's playing an A chord in the pianos and stuff, but he's singing the A7. So it's uh, it's got this dominant feel, and it's got this dissonance. When she no longer needs you, that resolves into the B chord. So it's a cool little hook there. Um, and then it completes the descending bass line. Then it repeats, and then we've got this little um, refrain, and in her eyes that shifts the key to C-sharp minor, which is the, the two, the um, supertonic, subtonic, whatever you want to call it. Um, and he basically just goes from a minor one to a five chord, C-sharp minor to G-sharp seven. And then that passage ends on a four chord, and the four chord in the key of C-sharp minor also happens to be the five chord of B, and then that, so that's a perfect transition back to B. It's a very fundamentally classically sound chord progression. And I wish I could play it for you, but uh, it's now 219, which means it's time to check in on the traffic. There's a little backup on Highway 99 near Palindale, and the weather is now 47 degrees. Um, and that's about it. One cool thing, he does end the song on um, an F-sharp suspended 4 which is a cool little, kind of leaves it hanging. He ends it in the minor key um, of the refrain. And instead of resolving back to either the C-sharp minor, which would have been fine, or resolving back to B, which is your home key for the verse, he just lets it hang, just leaves it hanging there. And then we can talk about the words. These are some of his best lyrics. Your day breaks, your mind aches, you find that all her words of kindness linger on when she no longer needs you. She wakes up, she makes up, she takes her time and doesn't feel she has to hurry, she no longer needs you. 
but it's the it's the refrain that I think has his best lines. And in her eyes, you see nothing. No sign of love behind the tears. Cried for no one. A love that should have lasted years. That is a heartbreaking lyric. Cried for no one. That's how little she thinks of, of you. That's a beautiful lyric. And some of Paul's best work lyrically, I think, um, on an album that has some of his best lyrics. This is the album that gave you Here, There, and Everywhere and Eleanor Rigby also. I mean, he is um, at his peak right now as far as lyrics and music go. So that's for no one. Um, Again, I'm sorry if the energy on this one seemed a little bit restrained, but maybe it's a little appropriate for the song that we're talking about. Again, swingbyherohabit.com. Go to the community. I'd really love to see that community start um, doing some stuff. I've posted a couple things there, but I'm guilty of not promoting it to you guys and um, not really engaging, but I'd love to have you over there. It's free to join. We don't sell your information or anything. Um, and it and it could be a fun little group uh, once we get some people over there. I built it just for you guys. All right. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. I will not be doing this at 2 a.m. tomorrow. We have other episodes to record later today. But I thank you for joining me. And please, um, more ratings and reviews and sharing us on Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of stuff and get the word out there. Um, And I appreciate those that already have. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great day and a great week. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.